you know, I think it's something as a mother or as a father, like we want to see is, is just that relationship and like them being their best friend because friends are going to come and go. They're going to come with seasons, but like family is, is family. Are you an RV person? Or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White, and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire, and let's chat. Hello, friends and fellow RV queens. This is your host, Kate White, coming at you yet another time from Omaha, Nebraska, where we are mood stalking in the driveway of my in-laws. And it's been great. Today, you are going to hear me geek out big time about our guest. Uh, and I think I literally told her I'm obsessed with her like five times, <laughs> which I'm now embarrassed by. Uh, her name is Brooke Happy. Her initials literally spell be happy. And yes, she started the cutest little brand of hats based off of her name. And I'm just like, all about what she's into. Also, like, she's one of these people that started in the medical field, you know, she got her doctorate in physical therapy, and was like the head of rehab at this hospital before she made a giant life change, became a stay at home mom, started a hat business, and then all of a sudden decided with her husband, you know, of course, family decision to start traveling full time in an RV after they had just moved into their dream house a, a year or two prior. I mean, her story is so inspirational. It's one of those that's like, just this woman is a superhero. I'm not kidding. Okay, I'm clearly obsessed. I'm a little embarrassed by how much I'm nerding out about this. I think you'll see why, okay? I clearly love this conversation. I think you will too. Let's get into it already. Hello, Brooke Happy, and welcome to the RV Queens podcast. How are you today? Good. Good. And where are you coming from in the United States? We're in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Oh my gosh, so beautiful there. Have you visited there several times, or is this your first time there? This is our second time. We were here um, about the, around the same time last year. Okay, awesome. So a favorite spot, maybe, that you return to you like it <laughs> yeah yes. okay i am obsessed with your brand and i'm obsessed with the fact that your name like this whole thing it's like literally says be happy it's like it was a gift from god that was just like you need to start a brand in the world to make it a better place and i just think the whole thing's so cool and i'm super excited to dig into your story today where i want to start though is actually back when you were a physical therapist, you know, career focused, you had a couple kids and one on the way, and then you decided to make a huge life change about 10 years ago. Tell me how it felt to like all of a sudden drop a career and solely focus on being full-time mom. Yeah, it was definitely a transition. Um, you know, I had worked my way up as a doctor of physical therapy to kind of be a director of rehab. And I felt like everything was going the way that I wanted it to and what I have dreamt of, um, you know, professionally, but my heart was just calling me to be home with our kiddos. My husband traveled during the week for work. And so I go to work and then we pick up the kids and 
I just felt like I was losing out on all of this precious time with the kids. And so I thought, you know, I worked hard to get to this point and I know I can, can do that again if I step away. And so I knew that I would never get the time back with my kiddos, but I would always have time to rebuild my career or go back to it. So I said, why not? You know, I, I really believe that you need to follow your heart and follow your gut. And even if you follow through with what you think is correct and it doesn't work out the way that you did, I don't see that as a failure. I feel like not trying and not following your heart is more of a failure than something not working out the way that we wanted it to. So I resigned and started to be a stay at home mom of, um, at that time I was pregnant with my third. So, um, yeah, three under four years old. Yeah. I mean, talk about different kinds of stresses. I'm sure as the director, you said it was director of rehab, right? I'm sure that kind of that level of position had a lot of stress that came with it. But then also being at home with three tiny kids. I only have two kids. <laughs> I'm like, can totally see like different stress management going on, but still probably same level of stress. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I have a similar experience where, you know, I built a career for 10 years. I was the breadwinner in our family. And then during COVID, I quit my good paying job <laughs> in technology because it's like, I just needed to slow down and also to like do my own, like start my own business and just be with my kids. They were so young and they still are young. And I have not regretted that ever. And I hope I, I hope I don't have to go back to being an employee someday, but if I need to, I always have it to fall back on. Right. So right. you had three little kids and you started crocheting something that I saw on your website said you started crocheting to keep your hands strong. Why was that important? Yeah, so as a doctor of physical therapy, I use my hands a lot uh, for manual therapy. And so a lot of the like rehab and the techniques that we were doing, um, like manipulation and stuff was with my hands. And so I have built up the strength in my hands. And I felt like, well, once the kids are older, uh, you know, I'll just go back to my career. And so I don't want to lose what I had gained physically as a professional. And so I just went to the yarn store and as a lifelong learner, I was like, I'm going to teach myself to crochet. It'll keep me busy at night when the kids are sleeping and my husband's traveling. And I'll just make some hats for the kids at the hospital. And it'll be something that doesn't got to keep me busy yeah. as if I wasn't like <laughs> looking back busy enough. Right. But right, a different kind of busy. <laughs> it's like a relaxing kind of busy. You right. Know? Just take yeah. your mind away. Just dr right. you know, drift off. Can you tell me what does your husband do that he travels so much? He um, has worked 17 plus years um, kind of in the agricultural business um, realm of things. So he's always worked remotely. Uh, as long as he's near an airport, he can fly from wherever, you know, see his team, see customers. And then when he's not traveling, he can work from wherever. So that was kind of what, you know, another logistical aspect of kind of what made us um, be able to travel full time. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. So so in your family dynamic, you were already used to like everyone being home together all the time because he was working remotely and then you um, quit your job to be with the kids and then started a crochet business. So before RVing, you are already like used to that dynamic. When we sold, everything was in second grade. So I had like one that was, you know, away at school and then two that were still like doing the preschool thing. So I got, you know, what, a couple hours in the, mor <laughs> in the morning alone. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, being home, you know, kind of 
head of household type thing that was was something that hadn't changed you know once we started traveling and were you guys familiar with rv stuff before you decided to start traveling (laughs) or was it like a full immersion learning we were weekend campers for two seasons so we lived in iowa uh so it's a very short season basically memorial day to labor day uh so we did like two you know summers of um weekend camping but that was kind of the extent so you were (laughs) you had some familiarity with rv stuff which is nice before you hit the road. Tell me the genesis of like why you decided to make this huge life change and travel full time. Yeah. In 2018, our middle kiddo, uh, he was four years old and he had a virus that went like straight to his lungs and he was in the PICU at the children's hospital um, for nine days. And so he was isolated to his room and, you know, four year old, like stuck in a room for nine days there's boredom and things like that. He had to have like breathing treatments and he was connected, you know, to tubes and lines and the child life services would always kind of come in and, you know, do, you know, different things with him and play and things like that. And we just saw a lot of, of slow time together, you know, in that hospital room. And it was just not only the health scare, but just the time together in a very scary time was like, we are living in too fast of a, you know, paced life we're in this autopilot we need you know to change something and so we had followed you know nate and marissa um corey and jesse and just we had known about the full-time travel lifestyle so that was kind of like a little light bulb in our head like we need you know this is a scary moment we need to learn from it and um why not just try it I love that you decided to just try it, but like surely there were some other voices going on. Like, did your were your like your parents and your family just like totally fine? Because you're from a town in Iowa, right? Like, was this a normal thing that was going on around <laughs> in your community? No, we, and we sold everything in 2019, so people kind of thought like, okay, well, you know, we pulled them out of private school, like we had our dream home. I mean, we had only been in our home for. A year and a half we know that we built and so people were like what are you doing and so it was a bit out of the I'm quite type a so you know like our structured routine um my parents were you know had questions but you know I think that they obviously like support anything that we do and uh it has honestly given us more time with them quality time spent together because we lived about three hours away and so being from the Midwest, if you plan a weekend in November and it snows or something like that, you may not see them for a couple months because it's just the weather is so unpredictable. So we just felt like because we weren't in the same town, it was hard. We'd leave on Friday after the kids were out of school. We'd have this rushed weekend and get back on Sunday, you know, and it, it was quality time, but it was a it was just different. Um, so they were supportive and they had questions, but you know, I, like I said, we just wanted to follow our hearts and they understood that and the importance of family. How old was your baby when you guys hit the road? She had just turned three. A little, you know, can walk and like do some things on her own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> our first day of full-time travel, she actually, um, we were, we had sold our home, um, but we were like still RVing in the town that we um, sold everything from and she tripped out of the camper and oh, no. broke her arm in two spots <gasps> like literally oh, the no. first we woke up the first night and we we're like yes it worked out she goes to go down the stairs and like 
if, oh. if you know, like a dinner fork, you know what a dinner fork looks yes. like? That's what her arm looked like. And I was oh like, oh, I really gosh. hope this isn't the start of like <laughs> oh, our adventure. No, Dude, and you have a medical background too. So I'm sure you're like, fear brain is just like on high alert yeah yep (laughs) my husband was an rn for 10 years actually pediatric rn so whenever you say when you tell that story about child life specialist i was like oh yeah i'm familiar anyways so whenever my daughter has broken her arm twice and it's like the same thing like i'm like you know when it first happens you're kind of like okay, is this as bad as we think it's going to be? Or is it like, you know, kind of like trying to gauge, is this like an emergency room thing or what kind of situation? And my husband's always just like, I need to call my friends because he can't think clearly. Like as a dad, he's like, knows like the worst case medical situation that could be. So he needs like another voice to be like calming him down. So I can't imagine with a three-year-old. Whew, that was a bit freaky. Yeah. Did she have a? Did she have to have a little cast? She did. Oh she like this hot pink cast. Oh and yeah, it was it was so cute. Um, but you mm. know, and they're so resilient. They right once they reset it, it looked you know great. And yeah, she had a little bit of you know kicking off summer with no swimming and stuff like that. But she's yeah. healthy, and we yeah. haven't had any mm. issues uh, since. Yeah, so. knock on wood, big time. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I kind of went on a sidebar because I was just curious about like you guys getting into RV life. I really do want to talk about your business and kind of like your vision behind that. So you started crocheting to keep your hands strong as like to keep up with your physical therapy strength. Right. And you had moms start asking where you got these beanies and it turned into a business that was like seven years ago, right? About. And at this point, like, you have a really awesome website, you got a blog, you're a content creator, and there's a lot of soul behind the work that you do. I mean, just like the name alone, I'm just like obsessed with. The fact that it's your initials, I just love it so much. And you give back, like you have a give back program. You have a strong teaching component to a lot of the content you create. So I'm curious to hear, like, is this the brand that you envisioned from the start? Or has it been kind of an evolution over time? It has certainly evolved. Uh, I started on social media just posting hats and you know i i should like scroll back all the way and see if i still have just like flat lays of hats um but yeah so that was kind of the the whole goal for social media was just promoting the hats um and then when we sold everything in 2019 people were like well how are you going to run a physical product-based business from a tiny space and that was kind of a you know, a lot of people are digital nomads and they don't have, you know, something tangible that they have to ship. And so people started asking about it. And so I, like I said, I'm a lifelong learner. I love, I don't know, I just love helping people. And so I just kind of started to share, you know, tips and tricks and just how the logistics of running a business from the road. Um, and then it's just kind of evolved um, into, you know, into trying to encourage people to really live their life. I, you know, I'm a firm believer in that things happen for a reason and for a season. And um, I think a lot of times we feel like we are in this autopilot. We're not focusing on what the reason is for this particular season. I struggled a long time with the fact that I went to school for 
eight plus whatever years to get this degree. And then I wasn't using it. You know, I felt like I was almost failing. But then I realized that I was failing myself by not following something that just wasn't a passion of mine anymore. Um, And so I think a lot of times we just need to reevaluate like our life. And so, yes, the products are still like important and, you know, it's a growing business, but I feel like I can help others a little bit more by encouraging them to, you know, maybe dig deep a little bit into their life and, and what can they change or, you know, are they happy with what they're surrounding themselves with. Oh, I love that. I uh, had the same experience where, I mean, like I mentioned before, I had dedicated 10 years of my life to this career. And yeah, same thing, like still paying off student loan debts at the time. And there's a point where it's like, you have to switch (laughs) your like, I don't know, logic brain or whatever side of the your brain that says, you've invested so much time and money into this, like, you have to stick with it. And then there's like this more soulful, deeper side, like you alluded to, that's like, well, I learned so many lessons along the way. And that's actually the true value behind this career that I've just built, you know, and like I yes. all the all the years of being a professional and in a professional environment and learning to work with different personalities and, you know, um, all that kind of thing. It's that value, that was like an investment that I will like use for the rest of my life you know it wasn't wasted time it's not wasted money there's so much learning that happened there so I love that you're like encouraging people to kind of look at their own life like if you're not happy you know it's not a loss it's not like you just wasted a bunch of time and money there's always things that you know you're gonna you can pull from that time and take. yes absolutely just logistically you mentioned having a product-based business and moving into an RV. I'm super curious about this too. What is going on with the storage? Like, do you have an offsite warehouse or do you, are you just like super organized and like minimalist with your personal stuff? So you have space for your products? (laughs) How does this work? Yes. Um, you know, I mean, it took some time to like figure out going from a office or, you know, in our home to like a tiny space. Um, so it's more of a logistical, like, planning, you know, knowing these are the hats that are going to release, you know, at this time, these are the hats that are going to release at that time. And so I have a team of 12 that helps me uh, create and make now. Uh, And so, yeah, it's just kind of like a shipping logistics of these are when these hats need to be done and they'll come to me, we release them. And then it's like this evolving cycle. Um, Our, my under storage of the bed, you know, like the master bed lifts up and there's storage underneath. That's where kind of the raw materials go. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not much space, but it's honestly helped my business because I use what I have. You know, I'm very intentional with the raw materials that I'm purchasing. I'm not just buying materials to buy materials because I have an open space in my office. You know, when we were in our home, I had this cubby full of yarn and it's like, oh, that yellow yarn's getting low. I should buy more and put it in there. Um, but now I'm just using exactly, you know, what we have and planning logistically for it. So it's really helped, honestly, I think helped my business and helped me like reflect on, we really need very little to run a, you know, a successful business. And I'm in the driver's seat to make this business fit for this season of life. I've kind of reeled back a bit and because it was growing more than what 
and I was enjoying for, you know, the season of life. And so it's okay to like kind of put the brakes on and say, this is not, you know, bringing me as much joy as what I wanted it to. Um, so yeah, I mean, you kind of just have to really focus on including things in your life that, that really honestly make you happy because at the end of the day, when you want to look, you know, you're never going to look back and be like, I wish I would have worked more or, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just uh, (laughs) something that I think a lot of people need to reflect on. Yeah. Did you always have a creative streak and like an entrepreneurial side to you? Did you have like coaching and like, how did you teach yourself all of this? You know, I think the one thing about like physical therapy is that what I really enjoy about it or enjoyed about it was that every, let's say I had two patients who tore their ACL, you know, patient A and patient B, yes, they have the same injury, but their treatments and what is happening with their body is completely different. And so I think even though it's not creative with regards to like colors and, you know, artistic, you really have to think about how am I going to treat that person and what worked for them is not going to work for, you know, the other person. So I think it's just the way that my brain kind of worked that I really needed to kind of just cycle through and and consider all of the logistics of everything and make it work for each situation. And that's kind of how I've progressed with the brand going from just hats to now a little bit more lifestyle and content creation and things like that is just, you know, figuring out what needs to work and what is working for each season of life. Hey, guess what? This is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break. I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoors' amazing outdoor games. Their games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part? They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at elikai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. So you are working, obviously, remotely. You have three kids. Your husband is working remotely. Do you, I mean, do you have any pets in the mix too? To just we add have two dogs. We have two dogs. Oh my gosh. You have to have a really organized mind. And I know um, that you're into creating systems (laughs) and like being productive uh, with the time that you have. Will you just give us a glimpse into your life and how you make all these parts and pieces work? Oh, yeah. Not to mention like homeschooling and figuring out education for your kids. So how do you make this work as far as like, time and logistics for everyone to <laughs> have what they need. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me and for our family is not being afraid to say no to things, um, you know, and really knowing what our why is for that season of life. Um, and for us, our seasons may be five months, it may be three crazy weeks of travel. Um, you know, like we really sit down and say, what is our focus for this particular time frame um, because then we can eliminate the things that just aren't going to work that are maybe going to cause more stress um, and in- and make sure we are intentional with including the things that you know bring us joy uh, so this past winter we didn't move for five and a half months because our kiddos were playing 
baseball and doing gymnastics. So I was like, I'm not going to worry about seeing all things and doing all things like, you know, when we're in certain areas, our time right now is about community. It's about getting the kids involved. Um, you know, and as far as the business was, it was logistically planning for fall. So yeah, I had to say no to some things, you know, maybe getting together with people or having nights in instead of, you know, being up by the fire pit and things like that. But I think just setting the limits has really helped us to juggle all the different things that are, um, that are happening. So yeah, I love systems. We time block our days so that we know, you know, what to expect. Everyone, no one likes anything that comes up like unexpected, right? So for us, it's, you know, we know our morning routine and the afternoons for short periods of time are like my work periods. And so the kids do some quiet activities, um, you know, books and Legos and things like that. And it's developed over time. Um, and then I theme my days. I know on certain days I do, I only make on Fridays, I look at all of my financials and numbers. And so that just helps me wake up and say, this is what's getting done. I'm going to do it. And then we have free time. Um, I felt like I had this to-do list when we started traveling and I would, I'd make a hat and then I'd have to go to the grocery store and then I did this and then I did that and I never got anything done. (laughs) And so it's like, I'm going to set these specific days of what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to be crystal clear on what that, you know, what those tasks are. And then when I finish them, I finish them and I don't have to continually um, go about it. So that's kind of what works for us. Um, And I know it sounds probably super structured and the whole point of the lifestyle is flexibility, but honestly, it gives us so much flexibility because we get our stuff done and then we have like all afternoon to do whatever. (laughs) Right. And you don't have the mental stress of like a never ending to do list, you know, which I. Right. Me and my husband have been self-employed for years and we're like still trying to figure out (laughs) what you're talking about, uh, like creating these systems. I'm like, will you coach me? Anyways, (laughs) I'm just going to like turn this into a coaching session right now. But yeah, that's so important because it releases, it like opens up mental space for you to like be fully present with your kids instead of like constantly thinking about all the stuff you need to do for your business. So props to you, man. That's incredible. And how do you, on this note, how do you kind of keep yourself from shiny object syndrome? Because you're a content creator and a business owner and there's, oh, you know, like there's like new social media platforms to try out. And like, what if you got on YouTube? And that's just like so many cool things to experiment with. Is that a struggle for you to kind of like rein yourself in? Or are you the type of person that's just focused on what you're doing (laughs) and you don't have this squirrel syndrome that a lot of um, (laughs) entrepreneurs have. I do like a quarterly um, roadmap or kind of mindset type thing and writing down things that worked and things that didn't work. Uh, So, you know, usually I give it a good, you know, three to four months to kind of see if I do start something new, you know, was it worth, you know, was the ROI, you know, as far as my time, did that make sense? Did it not? So, yeah, I mean, I like, I like a great challenge. I like new things. Um, but I think a lot of it's just more of like self-reflection and, and kind of being consistent on not getting in this hamster wheel of like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep doing this and this and this. And then in the end, it just, it doesn't make sense. It's not giving me the return, um, on what my, you know, time and investment was for it. So, I think just setting up some 
some downtime, you know, to really reflect on what's working and what's not working, both business and personally, um, is really, really helpful for us. And we kind of do the same thing with our family, you know, and, and looking ahead or looking back on the different quarters or, or seasons of what did we like? You know, what didn't we like? Did we move too fast? Were we in a spot too long? Um, so, you know, I think a lot of it's just like the self-reflection and slowing down enough to kind of think about what's happened and what may happen. On the note of ROI, are you mostly a consumer-based business or do you also wholesale your products? We wholesale also. Yeah. So right now okay. we are preparing for the fall. Um, in February is when our wholesale lineup went out. And so retailers are purchasing and things like that. And then we'll ship them out in um, August. I mean, talk about like a whole other thing to learn. How many years into the business did you start like becoming a wholesale product business? I, so I started Behavi in 2016. In 2017, 2018, um, I don't know, Yonkers, you know, the department store Yonkers, Bonton, uh, they started a locally, I think it was locally grown, locally made kind of aspect. And so they brought a lot of different artists or makers uh, from the community and sold in, in their store. So that was like, I was basically just thrown into, you know, into the situation. So I learned from the experience. It didn't turn out to be a great experience uh, because ultimately that was a marketing ploy because they were going out of business. Uh, So I learned a lot of things from that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they were buying and buying and buying. Yep. Um, And I'm like little, a peanut, you know, for the brands that, also were worked over, um, you know, think of some of the brands in those department stores that, you know, the buyers were just buying because they were told to buy, but they didn't know what was happening, you know, in the oh infrastructure and what was happening behind the scenes. So oh I learned a lot from that situation. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. And also like the seasonality of like, you have to, I mean, you kind of have to start thinking kind of like how the fashion world is. I mean, to me, that's, yeah, obviously you're in fashion, <laughs> but any product-based business, especially if there's a wholesale component, you have to work a season or two ahead, right? And just like getting mm-hmm. your brain in that mode, <laughs> it's like, it's a whole switch of like organization and preparation. And then like, you know, man, I'm yeah, so it's impressed really with crazy. you if you can't tell. <laughs> I'm like, how are you doing this? It's so amazing. And you're doing it from the road. Oh. RV life-wise, you've traveled a lot. I think somewhere I read about 40,000 miles is that across the U.S. so far. That's incredible. Yeah, 27 have, states. 27! My gosh. is your? Do you guys have a goal of hitting at least like 48? We want to hit 50 before our oldest is 18. Yeah, he'll be 12 this week. So, uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, clock's ticking. Better get on it. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) What are your top three spots that come to mind when you reflect back on your travel so far? We did. So our number one bucket list item was the Dry Tortugas um, down in Florida. And we took a seaplane in there and it was absolutely incredible. Our kids' favorite spot is White Sands in New Mexico. I mean, there's something pretty incredible about like being in the city and then driving up to this 
you know, miles and miles of sand, sand dunes. Um, and New Mexico honestly surprised us. Like you don't hear about it much, but it is a really beautiful state. And then I, we love Montana also. So, you know, any, <laughs> when it's nice and warm in the summer and fall, uh, we like Montana also. Do you find a lot of inspiration for what you create from traveling? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I like to look, you know, basically there's a lot of different fashion and <laughs> different um, cultures and things like that as we travel. So I, I like to look at like color combinations and things like that. Um when you know when we're traveling um but yeah i mean i just sometimes it's just a it's very specific and a collection almost and other times it's um just spur of the moment let's test it and try it and see if it works all right you're organized and you live in an rv what are your top organization tips especially for people that are like new getting into rv life like myself not crazy organized (laughs) or people that are thinking about getting in like living full-time in an RV. What are your go-to tips for newbies? Honestly, I would say just if you don't use it, get rid of it, you know, especially if it's something Mm. very regular. I think there's something very beautiful and simple about just having like things around you that one you use, you know, and that are two that's functional and three things that like bring you joy and make you feel good. I love small businesses. I I love drinking out of a mug that someone either made with their hands or designed because I know that that's that's making an impact on their family. Um, so I think a lot of times I'm I I just really try to surround myself with things that have meaning and bring you know bring me joy and I want to be around. So I feel like if something is stressing me out or a drawer or something it's like let's just get rid of it have I used it um so I think just really being intentional about how like the items make you feel and if you actually use them um we don't need a whole lot to like actually get by um Mm -hmm. you know so that's what I would say how do you feel you've changed over the past several years that you've been on the road like when you reflect back to your life before and like the monotony that you were like kind of trying to break up and get out of and that light bulb moment with your kiddo in the hospital to now how do you feel you as like a person as a mom as a wife what what have been your top changes (laughs) for me I've always just wanted to to follow my heart and to kind of go with my my gut not to have any regrets and so I think that this lifestyle has really just solidified that that aspect and that idea and the mindset that things are going to work for a certain season and it's okay to grow out of them it's okay to step away from it and to start something new um and so I think it's just it's honestly just really made me enjoy the moment that we're in the the season that we're in and be okay with whatever is next. Um, I mean, I knew when I was in grade school or high school, I wanted to be a doctor of physical therapy. Like that was my, I'm going to do this, <laughs> you know, do this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I haven't always been this, like, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a free spirit or anything like that, but I've always been very structured and, and goal oriented. And that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not anymore, but I'm just more open to the idea of, of change and, and to, not be stuck in something that um, doesn't make me happy and, and joyful. So, yeah, I think it's just been 
it's been great. <laughs> Do you feel like you've become a more reflective person since hitting the road? Or were you always kind of someone that loved nature and loved, you know, kind of the reflective side of life? I've always, like I said, been kind of goal oriented and, you know, looking back on or setting goals and then looking back and being like, did I, uh, you know, achieve this? Am I, how mm-hmm. am I doing, you know, as far as progress? So I think that's probably, I played college soccer. And so that's kind of like the very structured, you know, aspect of, of um, kind of of my upbringing and important part of, of my adult life. So I think it's always been reflective. It's probably changed in the way that it has versus being like, you know, maybe numerically or, or career orient- oriented as far as hitting those goals. And now it's more of an emotional, um, you know, how am, how am I feeling type of uh, goals. Yeah, and I could see now that you mentioned that you're an athlete, I could see that playing into your story because you have to be able to like accept feedback and accept like, okay, I, you know, whatever, I don't like should have scored that goal or something like that and be like, next time I have to change. Um, And that's such a like strong aspect for you, like a strong characteristic, I guess I should say of like running a business and then, you know, everything else that you, that you're doing in life, that ability to reflect and like, even just have the feedback from your own self of like, okay, this didn't work. This did let's shift and keep moving. So man, I'm learning. So I'm like taking notes over here, like, okay, be better at. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, like of college because you learn just in such a pivotal time in your, you know, in your life, like you're often (laughs) on your own and, you know, and so I think like playing soccer in college and then having to be, you know, a student athlete with the goal of like, I knew that that school wasn't over after that. I knew I had four more years after, you know, undergrad. And so I think that has kind of helped my you know, quote unquote, juggling or balancing of, of multiple things in life. And like, this is my focus when I'm on the soccer field. This is my focus when I'm, you know, at school. And so I think that has really honestly helped play into like just the ability to kind of um, set goals and focus and get things done when it's kind of crazy. Okay. I have one more question for you. And then I would like you to share where people can connect with you online. So the slogan for this podcast is, a podcast about unexpected riches. And I would love for you to share what's been the unexpected richness you have found in RV life. There's so many, but <laughs> I think honestly, it's the relationship that our family has, has gained, specifically my children's relationship and just seeing their bond and their friendship. Um, you know, I think it's something as a mother or as a father, like we want to see is, is just that relationship and like them being their best friend because friends are going to come and go. They're going to come with seasons, but like family is, is family. And so I think that's been the most rich thing um, that has come from this travel adventure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I feel the same way about our kids too. They used to fight a lot more when we had like a really busy life and now they're <laughs> they're a lot closer just kind of as friends, which just makes my heart swell. <laughs> so good. Okay, where can our listeners connect with you online, Brooke? Yes, we share our travel adventures and my product-based business um, at b.e happy H-A-P-P-E on social media. Okay, and your website is, is it 
behappy.com? Uh, it's behappydesigns.com. Behappydesigns.com. Get yourself a beanie or a trucker hat. Do you have any, can you give us any clues like what's coming up for your next season? I have a new product coming Um same, obviously, it's a hat, but I've been working about the past 18 to 20 months on um, on a hat that uh, I'm excited about. And then look, I think it'll kind of complete our brand, um, but still a couple things that need to, to happen. <laughs> so I'm like crossing my fingers, getting close to the deadline, <laughs> but I'm so excited. So yeah, look for a new hat. Oh coming. my gosh, you're so <laughs> curious. What have you been working on for 20 months? It's a cowboy hat. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to confirm or deny, but when the cowboy hat comes out, I'm going to be like the first person to buy it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Brooke. I'm so impressed with you and your like soulfulness and then paired with your organized, productive brain. I'm just super impressed by you. So thank you for spending the time with me today. Thank you for having me. So what did you think? Was that inspiring or what? Hey, before you go, I have one thing to ask of you. Will you open up your podcast app and give us a rating and a review, please? Pretty please with a cherry on top. That would really help spread the Arby Queen's love and help us climb up the algorithms. (laughs) I love being a part of this community with you all. I hope you have a great week and I will see you on the road makes my heart swell. (laughs) So good.